Hey, Ryan, how do I get project-based learning started at my school? I've gotten some form of this question nearly every day for the last decade from engaged educators just like you. So at Magnify Learning, we've created a free download to get you started. Whether you're a superintendent, principal, coach, or teacher, go to whatispbl.com to get started on your project-based learning journey today. Are you ready to bring project-based learning to your school? The PBL Simplified Podcast will help equip you for your PBL journey with weekly need-to-knows, engaging interviews, PBL showcases from facilitators in the classroom, and PBL leadership episodes to move you towards a successful implementation of PBL. Because every learner deserves to be a part of an inspiring story, and we see daily that project-based learning helps make this happen. If you want me to answer your PBL need-to-know on the podcast, visit whatispbl.com and click on Ask Ryan to submit your question. Welcome to the PBL Simplified Podcast. This is Ryan, your host and Executive Director of Magnify Learning. We are talking about research right now. So we're in the middle of this talk on the Lucas Education Foundation research. And I just love it. Like It's super good work. I'm so excited that, it, that they did it. I agree with their wording. I agree with uh, you know kind of the outcomes and like how they ran this. Uh, so now I want to give you the deep dive into the research how it's randomized and all the, some of the geeky stuff, I think is important for you to know that this was a super solid research brief. Um, I gave you the overview uh, two podcasts ago. So you can go back to, to, it would be 88. If you go to episode 88, you'll get the overall on some of those objectives and the outcomes from the research. And then 89, we talked about some district implementation. And now in episode 90, we are going to be talking about the deep dive into this research from the Lucas Education Foundation. So I'm excited to share this with you. Before we do that, we need to hit our need to know for the day. And the need to know for the day is how does our PBL school, whether you dip your toe in or you're advanced, how do we get better throughout the school year? And this is a need to know, right? Because what happens is, you know, we do a lot of our training over the summer, right? Your teachers are out of, they're out of school. Say, hey, can you guys come in for three days? We'll pay you. We'll give you lunch and you can learn some really great stuff and get great training. And teachers love our training. So that happens. But now what do you do? How do you keep things going throughout the school year? And we've talked in the podcast about the importance of a positive staff culture, That is absolutely key that you have a learning culture. You've got a growth mindset culture among your staff so that you can have that same type of culture in your students. But what I'm going to talk about today is this is how I would answer this exact need to know is really you need to have a coach. You need to have a PBL coach. Now, maybe you have one on staff. We work with some districts, some schools that have a PBL coach or instructional coach that specifically looks at project-based learning and supports your staff with that. They may go in and co-teach. They may go in and you know do a prep period and run a tuning protocol. There's all kinds of ways that you can utilize a PBL coach, but some schools don't have that on their staff. So Magnify Learning, we have virtual coaching that we do, and we come in once a week with your staff, and maybe it's a certain subsection of your staff, but we start to push them into implementation. Because what we found out in the early days when we just had the summer touch points, and we'd see you at Jumpstart, and they wouldn't see you again until the next summer in the advanced. And we'd ask for need to knows. And they'd say, well, you know, I didn't really get to fully implement because I wasn't sure about my community partner. And we're just like, wow, like 
In five minutes, we could have helped you with that and you could have implemented and implemented again and again in that one school year and learned so much. But now we're, we've, we've lagged for a year, right? So that's really how our virtual coaching was born. It's like, man, if we just have some touch points, we could really help your staff implement. And that's exactly what we found. The implementation rate skyrockets if you've got coaching. So you've got to get some kind of coaching for your staff to really get PBL embedded into your culture, for them to build confidence, right? It takes courage for them to step into it. They might not have the confidence yet. They're overcoming fear. But now we need to get them to a place where they're confident in implementing PBL so they can innovate and operate at a high level consistently. So a coach really does that. And if you're an administrator listening, because we know we have a lot of leaders listening, this is a leadership episode, in fact, so you should be, you need an administrative coach, like a coach for you, right? I have a coach that I bounce ideas off of that I expect to push uh, my ideas and poke things. And well, Ryan, why are you doing that? Does that align with your greater purpose? Or does that align with what you're doing? And you know, sometimes it doesn't. And you need that person to be able to push you. Somebody who's outside of your staff, outside of your district to push you. And you know, we do that within Magnify Learning. I also have some great places I can refer you to. So reach out if I can help with that. But you really need to find a coach. It's an investment in yourself. But it's also an investment in your school. You know, in fact, we had Danny Bauer on the podcast, Better Leaders, Better Schools. Like, I love the name of his organization. If you're a better leader, you're going to have a better school. So you need to invest in yourself. And if you don't believe in that, at least invest in the position that you're in with some coaching so that you can get better at your craft and you can help your staff get better at theirs. So that's how I'd answer that need to know of how do our teachers get better uh, throughout the school year. And obviously, I I love to take it up the chain to our leaders as well, because I'm super passionate about leadership. But that's our need to know. Let's dive into our research. So the first research brief that I want to dive into hits one of these myths of project-based learning. So I want to hit it right off the bat. And I, I teased it or I talked about the big outcomes back in episode 88 when we talked about the overarching themes of the research. But here's the title, Project-Based Learning Boosts Student Achievement in AP Courses. In AP Courses, we hear it all the time. They say, but I'm an AP course, there's so much content. There's no way that I could create that into a PBL unit and have that work. And of course, I reference some teachers that are using project-based learning in their AP courses, like Andy Larson, who's writing a book right now, It'll be published soon about the six A's, but he's using project-based learning in his AP biology class. Like these things can be done. And now research shows that they actually end up with better outcomes. So again, on the geek- geekiness side of this, it's a randomized study that examined the impact of PBL and aligned resources and teacher professional learning experiences on student outcomes, specifically in advanced placement courses. So that's the geeky side. said specifically, the students were more likely to earn a credit qualifying score of three or higher on a scale of one through five on the end of year AP tests. So when using project-based learning in an AP course, our students are more likely to actually get that three or higher to get that college credit. Now, there's definitely value in getting your students into an AP course so they can prepare for college, even if they don't get that three or better. But what we're seeing with with PBL and AP courses right here is what the study is talking about is that uh, they can actually hit that three or higher. All right. Like, why not get them that credit? Why not have them get that deeper learning? It is helping our learners be successful. 
All right, about the study, again, a majority of students in four of the five districts were Black and Hispanic. In addition, a significantly higher proportion of the students in the study were from low-income households than is typical for AP, AP test takers. So we are looking at these studies as a way to create equity. Here's the results. About 37% of the sampled students earned a score of three or higher in AP U.S. government and AP environmental science test. That percentage increased to 45% as a result of participation in the program. So there's an increase in AP performance when you're using project-based learning, which really flips the myth on end because the myth is that learners will not do well on the AP exam, right, if they're doing project-based learning. So the myth would say that, you know, that percentage rate of passing would be lower so, in fact, it's higher. So, we should be using it in there. It's really, really neat stuff. All right. So, here's some more, some more verbiage. School and system leaders and educators have reported that a barrier to adopting PBL can be the perception the approach doesn't prepare students for end-of-year or high-stakes tests, including AP exams. This research certainly challenges that view. Now, here's one of my favorites. It's also important to recognize that the teachers who used PBL in their AP courses had high quality and sustained professional learning related to the AP content they were teaching, shifting primarily from direct instruction, such as lecturing or relying on textbooks, to PBL instruction and significant change for the teachers in their content area. During the teacher's first year, the professional learning supports included four full days of summer learning, four full days of in-person learning during the school year, and on-demand coaching. Oh, we just talked about coaching. I love that. So, the professional learning has to happen for your staff, right? You can't just say we're going to do PBL and then suddenly you get these results. If you want the results that are in the studies, you've got to be able to provide the professional learning environment and it has to be sustained. So we can some, sometimes people will call us and say, hey, Ryan, can you come do PBL for us? We've got, you know, like a Friday afternoon. Can you come teach us all about PBL? And you know, we just say no. And they'll say, yeah, but we've got grant money. Like we could pay you. It's like, no, like it will not work. Like you will not get the results. You need sustained professional learning. This is a big mind shift. It's an instructional shift, but I could tangent and have a whole podcast on that. So let me stay on, on point and go to the next study. The next study is in middle school. So project-based learning leads to gains in science and other subjects in middle school and benefits all learners. The geekiness side of this, the researchers examined the impact of PBL curriculum on student engagement and science achievement. The students outperformed peers on standardized tests in mathematics and language arts using project-based learning. Researchers also examined the impact of professional learning that incorporated opportunities for teachers to further develop and refine their curriculum so that it could further relate to the project-based learning work they were doing. Researchers conducted the study in high-poverty, racially diverse schools. and. Oh, this is such a good one. So it actually talks about student engagement going up, but I highlight this section of it. And we'll link the, the research brief in the, the show notes. But it says this increased engagement was also evident in the teachers, in the teachers that were doing project-based learning. They were more engaged. How exciting is that? So I love that that comes into the research brief. Like we're really looking at middle school students, but what we found out is that teachers are actually more engaged in their craft when they get to use project-based learning. So why should you do project-based learning? Because it's good for your learners. It's also good for your staff, right? It's also good for your staff and your, your culture. On average, the students outperform their peers on the mathematics test by 12 percentage points in year two and 18 percentage points in year three. In language arts, they were 8% higher 
and year two, they were 10% higher. So both in English and math with project-based learning, this study shows that project-based learning gives them a higher standardized test score. So their scores are higher, right? Again, that's the myth is if I go to PBL, I can't do it in courses that are tested, right? I can't do it in language arts, can't do it in math because it's too important. If you talk to our PBL veterans, they would say you have to have project-based learning in those courses because it's so important, right? That's where the deeper learning happens. You can't go a traditional lecture route because your learners aren't going to be able to perform on those tests, right? They're not going to have the full context of what they're trying to learn. So last portion on this particular one for middle school, overall, the research findings validate the idea that rigorous PBL coursework and aligned assessments and professional learning can support teachers and students. So this is the middle school example, and we've got an elementary example coming up right here. So we looked at high school. We started at AP, right? The most structured piece, the most, the biggest, most high-pressured standardized test and found out that the results went up. Middle school, same thing happened, right? We're looking at SEL as well, going to happen in, specifically in this elementary example next. That's going to raise. So we're hitting all these marks with project-based learning. All right, the title of this research brief, Project-Based Learning Increase in Science Achievement in Elementary School and Advances Social and Emotional Learning. Rigorous project-based learning has strong positive effects on science achievement and aspects of SEL related to science learning among elementary school students. So here, the geeky side of this, in Michigan, they conducted a randomized controlled trial to determine if the approach improved third grade student science learning and aspects of their social and emotional development related to science learning. So that's what they were specifically testing for. Teachers in the program participated in six days of in-person training. Throughout the year, they also had virtual sessions. So again, sustained professional learning with coaching throughout the year. On average, the third graders in the classroom performed eight percentage points better on the science assessment. And there's some portions of this that are super geeky. On the SEL side, Students frequently reported the value of reflection and collaboration in science classrooms. That's where some of the real learning happens, right? When we're reflecting on our learning, right? we're starting to really start to put together the context and understand what it is we're learning. This improvement, regardless of reading level, is notable because it shows that rigorous project-based learning coupled with professional learning is effective for all learners. Additionally, the fact that these significant effects persisted across schools with differing racial and ethnic makeups and household income statuses and in various regions of the state further substantiates the claim that the approach is beneficial for all students. So again, it's they're specifically looking at this and, and targeting like, is this an equity tool, right? Is project-based learning helping us in the world of equity? And, and the research says, yes, it's, you know, and this is around science, but, and yes, the science goes up, but so does the SEL. The positive effects found for two aspects of SEL, they specifically looked at collaboration and reflection. Collaboration is a key feature of PBL, underscores the importance of allowing all students to participate in experiences, thus providing equitable opportunities for every student to learn in the science classroom. And then also reflection encourages growth and helps students develop self-management skills that empower them to persevere through difficulties. So this is in third grade. So imagine if you're developing reflection and collaboration skills that allow you to develop self-management skills so that you can empower and persevere through difficulties. You can then use those skills in fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grades. And imagine if that was a PBL track where you could have PBL throughout and you're continually building up your self-management skills. I mean, 
any, any teacher listening, right? Any, any principal, you understand that if your learners had better self-management skills, a lot of things get better, right? Like a lot of things get better. And we talked about the standardized tests improvement, and that's always important because we live in a standards-based world or whatever state you're in. But we also know that some of the more important skills are the collaboration, the reflection, the self-management, because then I can now be a learner. I can have this growth mindset. And instead of one teacher trying to get 30 kids to do exactly what they're supposed to do, you've got 30 kids that can self-manage and they can do some of that work with and for the teacher. That's how the work becomes manageable. And that's how the work becomes fun and engaging for teachers. Like this is why we got in the profession to help learners have new opportunities. And that self-management is a huge part of that. So the conclusion on this elementary study, the randomized study demonstrated a positive effect on student outcomes when schools and systems linked high quality project-based learning instruction materials, assessments, and sustained professional learning. So there you have it. We hit in this one study, we hit K-12, right? We hit the AP side. So we went all the way to the top and we found that project-based learning works across a myriad of different schools, different learners, socioeconomic status. We find that it works when you put in the work to create a culture, to have sustained professional development that helps you do PBL at a high quality level, right? That HQ PBL, that high quality project-based learning is what we're looking for in classrooms. And this is why right? Because it was the standardized test scores, but I love that SEL gets tied into that. The self-management's tied into that. And we get to see all these additional outcomes of learners that can present, can speak to adults, can problem solve, think critically. All these things that might not be full standards are taught through the standards. And because it's giving kids this full context of what they're learning, they do really well in the standardized test too, because they have background they may not have had otherwise as you get community partners involved, as you get this wider view of your standards. So if you are uh, an administrator getting ready to move towards project-based learning or a coach or a teacher looking to bring this to your school, start sharing these two podcasts. Like this is episode 90 and episode 88. They're both around the research. It's all linked in the show notes. So you can show others that the research is there. And you can give those examples and then you can get started. We've got a bunch of resources for you, but people always want to start and know about the research. Now they don't always look at it. They don't always look at it deeply. So that's why I try to pull out some highlights for you so you can get into what's linked and you can highlight some things too. You'll see everything that I, I went through, went through and highlighted the research to pull out some high points, but the research is there. You just start moving in that direction. Now it doesn't mean you should start your whole school tomorrow, right? You should have some design days, a three-year plan. We're actually going to talk through that next month. So in September, we're going to start talking through how do you start to create design days and these three-year plans so that you can start bringing project-based learning to your school, your teachers, your learners, so that you can engage your learners, tackle boredom, and transform your classrooms. <music>